Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Hey! Uh, dance. Dance. Hey! Perfect. That worked out great. Jay and Dan Podcast. <laughs> Episode 132, um, we are in our TV studio, so Engineer Jim won't be uh, joining us because he's, he's been too busy. He's been uh, working on amazingly produced pieces for Fox's World Series coverage. Uh, obviously, you know by now that the Chicago Cubs, uh, they broke their World Series drought, and it was uh, maybe one of the greatest Game 7s of any championship, of any sport. Uh, the game was incredible. It was all on Fox. And the most amazing thing to me, Dan, about, about this whole broadcast is that, is that a year ago, Fox was eviscerated. They were slammed for hiring Pete Rose. Uh, they were slammed for hiring Alex Rodriguez. Uh, everyone was slamming the coverage, saying it was garbage, this and that. And now uh, a year later, it's like a 180 degree turn. It's like the best. Uh, it's like the best studio coverage in the business. A Rod was terrific, so prepared. Pete provided the comedy. Frank Thomas had the big head. Kevin Burkhart kept it all together, and it was a terrific broadcast. They just did a great job. And Smoltz in the booth. How awesome is he? Yeah, he was amazing. Uh, all due respect to Tom Verducci and Harold Reynolds, who are good in their respective roles. But I think you take those guys out, you put John Smoltz in. And it's just a huge, huge difference. And him and Joe have great chemistry after just one year, really. And then you have Verducci getting on-field and dugout interviews, along with Ken Rosenthal. Ken Rosenthal yeah. even interviewed uh, the crew chief at the start of the rain delay. Yeah. He, it was awesome. Yeah. And again, all due respect to Aaron Andrews, I really think that Ken and Tom's post-game questions were better. Well, why wouldn't they be? They're covering baseball all year, for God's sakes. They're, they're, they're there. They're doing it. So... I just thought they did a great job. Man, what a terrific game. I feel bad for the Cleve. I know. But, uh, but hell, you know. It worked out great for Fox. 40 million viewers. How? That's incredible. It was almost like we engineered a storm cloud. How do you get a 15-minute rain delay? I've never seen a rain delay that short. It was unreal. And... So were there two rain delays? I was in my car, so I was a bit Just confused. The they thought there was going to be one earlier. Right. They didn't, and then they had the one, and then they played. Yeah, yeah I, I was listening to the same. You were listening to Dan Schulman. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he said, it's raining a bit harder. Okay, it's let up a little. It's yeah. raining a little harder. Yeah. So they're keeping an eye Man, on Man, how good. And then Dan Schulman, again, how good is that guy? Like, I was listening to him for a few minutes in the car. I'm like, tough to choose here. This guy's incredible, too. Explaining to my uh, daughters today how long the Cubs had not won a World Series, and they're like, "Yeah, okay." I'm like that's that's a nailed long, it. That's a long time, guys. Your grandparents <laughs> didn't even see the Cubs win. They lived their entire lives and didn't see them win. Yeah, and then uh, Bill Murray, a uh, drunken Bill Murray in the in the room afterward in the clubhouse. Uh, yeah, he had our microphone interviewing uh, various people, interviewing Theo Epstein, who was also obliterated, dropping f bombs. Well, uh, Theo, Theo can do anything he wants now yes. in Chicago and Boston. Yes, I believe uh, the, our friends, the Sklar brothers, uh, said, uh, someone asked them if he was going to be on the uh, Jewish Mount Rushmore, and they said, more like a foothill, but yes. <laughs> yes, he will be. And how could he not be? He broke the two longest curses in baseball. It's incredible. 
so yeah, we're going to talk uh, probably more about the baseball. Um, tell you about our guest today, a professional wrestler, Bobby Roode, will be joining us. Uh, he and I grew up in the same hometown, so we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll touch upon that. Peterborough, Ontario. Did you know, you went to see him wrestle this past... It's a uh, wrestling venue. Oh, no, it's not a wrestling venue. It's a concert venue. I think it's a concert venue or a, like just in general, like an entertainment venue. And I forgot, I had not been to a professional wrestling event and the last one was at the Peterborough Memorial Center sometime in the 90s. Coco. Stampede Wrestling. All the Hart brothers were there. No, Coco Beware was there. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was there. There was even a belt on the line. I thought it was going to change hands that night in Peterborough, Ontario. There was once, though, where the... And we should ask our... Brendan and Norm, our writers, know much more about wrestling than we do. They gave us some questions for Bobby. But there was once a world title that changed hands in Saskatoon. I am certain of it. I'm sure some of our podcast listeners will know this for sure. But, wow. But yes, in Saskatoon, I know for sure that, that a title changed. A big title, like Intercontinental or World Championship or something. So uh, if you know what that is, uh, tell us. Because and we don't. Bobby's now with essentially the AAA baseball of WWE NXT. NXT, that's right. So we're going to ask him about that. He was with uh, TNA Wrestling, right? Is yep. he, so what you saw was NXT? Yeah. Okay. TNA Wrestling got taken over. Well, the president was uh, the Smashing Pumpkins lead singer. Billy Corgan. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Strange career move. Yeah, I guess so. Though, remember when... There's a right. lawsuit going on. So what's happening? TNA's suing Billy? I think so. Oh, man. I mean, remember when Freddie Prinze Jr. was a writer for the WWE? I that was happening that. for quite a while. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, he was right in there. Freddie. <laughs> He's right in there. It seems like that would be a terrific job, just writing storylines. I, I would just write the weirdest shit. like aliens are going to land and come into the ring and, and then I'd have guys dressed as aliens. No one's done that. When was the last time you saw professional wrestling? I got right into it. It was awesome. Uh, saw it live? Yeah. Oh, I'm serious. Stampede Wrestling, Athabasca, Alberta, probably 1989. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But the fans were chanting along and... Bobby, Bobby's a heel. Oh, yeah, right, right. But then he stops in the middle of the ring and puts his hands up, and everyone says, Glorious, which is his song. Can we play a little bit of it? You have it right here, don't you? Oh, you oh yeah. Wait, you want to wait and play it when... Oh, yeah, we'll play when... Here, here's his big song. This is... Just uh, give us a tease. Give us okay. a little tease. Oh, yeah. Glorious. Yes. And it's pretty cool. So when he won the match, the uh, the ref grabs his hand and stuff, and Bobby's like pretending to fix his stuff. And you hear the opening chords and the music, and then they raise their arms together. Him and the ref, it was right, all choreographed. Right. Oh, it's very cool. It sounds a little bit like a theme song for a Saturday morning cartoon in the eighties. Yeah. Or the song "Notorious" by uh, Duran Duran. So look at this. So I got it off of. I don't think like there's no one credited. Is Domination the name of the... Glorious Domination no, is the name I, of the song? I think that's the... Yeah, that's so the, the song. So NXT or WWE created the song then? Yeah, well... Well, it, we'll ask Bobby about it. Yeah, that. we'll ask him about that. Maybe they have like a group of, uh, you know, maybe they have a group of, of different bands. It's almost like session musicians maybe who create these tunes. Remember the wrestling album uh, back in the 80s and 90s? Like the, the original, like the Hulk Hogan era? 
No, they put I've out never... two two albums of everyone's entrance music. Yeah. Oh. And what? Not just entrance music. Like uh, Vince McMahon sang a song, and Jimmy the Mouth of the South Heart sang a song. Really terrible, terrible music. <laughs> uh, remember on Much Music at the end of the year, they would do that fromage. Yep. Right. Yeah, the worst been. videos. It would always the top ones would always be the wrestling, the wrestling guys. Uh, so I went and saw that this past weekend. I also went and saw a very only in L.A. Uh, event, The Nightmare Before Christmas, with the full orchestra and everyone singing the songs from that movie at the Hollywood Bowl while they played the movie. Movie. So, oh wait, they played the movie. Oh, okay. They play the movie on the big right. screens. And then whenever uh, the orchestra is called upon, which is the entire movie, mm-hmm. they play live. And you say Catherine O'Hara was there? Catherine O'Hara was there. Paul Rubens, uh, the Oingo Boingo lead singer. Uh, Paul Rubens, of course, Pee Wee Herman, did he drop trow in front of all the oh, kids? He, did. he looked really good, though. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I realized about five minutes into the movie, I haven't really seen that movie. I've never seen it. I'm, I'm going to go to my grave. <laughs> so, yeah. That Hollywood Bowl... It's a hike. It's a hell of a thing to get into. It's like you're in the Sahara. You're like, I, you just abandon the vehicle. You're yeah, like, you see you later. Go. You got to park in Hollywood and then go into the hills. Like you're, yeah, like you said, like you're going on a so trek. So to describe anyone, it's uh, there's one way in, and the traffic's backed up for two miles, and you don't move. So you're like, you just uh, get out of your taxi or your Uber, or if you drove a vehicle, you just park it in the middle of the road and say. Screw it. Yeah, and just go for it. And then the cool thing about the bowl is you can bring like a picnic basket with uh, with food and booze. Like no, just bring booze. Asked about that because uh, they were selling bottles of wine. I said, oh, could we have brought a bottle? And the woman said, no, only to certain events that have a are run by someone, but not this event. Oh, not that one. Okay. Not, to, sure. not for the kids. So, so you can't bring your own bottle. But they had a ton of wine for sale there. So you bought a couple of bottles, you crushed them. Bought one. Okay. That's it. Doesn't seem like enough for you. <laughs> Seems like you should have bought more. <laughs> how, how about drugs? Hard, soft, did you bring them in? No, there was trick. There was candy being handed up. Perfect. That's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people uh, into the nightmare at Christmas thing. They were dressed up. Oh, yeah. People that don't get up much. Well, I think the thing with the bowl, that's the other thing is I think people dress up in like uh, one of our producers went to see, took his kids to see Sia. Is it Sia? Yep. And he said, I was like a little afraid of the crowd because everyone had the Sia, you know, the wig, Oh. the wig that you, that were like, was like your hair when you were a kid. You <laughs> the Pete Rose, the Pete Rose hair. Yeah. The Pete Rose haircut. Yeah, everyone had that, he said there. He was totally terrified. How many of those wigs are for sale in Los Angeles? Like, are there really that many of them? I guess so. <laughs> Pete Rose, no more Pete Rose. Baseball's over. I love seeing that guy. It's so great seeing all those guys that you named before. A-Rod, Frank Thomas, uh, so Burkhardt, nice. uh, Pete. Just yeah. walk in the halls. Yeah, super friendly guys. Now, did our show actually air? On FS1 last night? I don't know, because that game didn't end until 1240, so I figure the post-game show went deep into the night. So I was watching uh, the post-game show on, as we call it, Big Fox, and then they were like, all right, we're switching over to FS1, so they did, and I watched that for quite a while, and then uh, Katie Nolan's show was going to come on, and then we were going to come on, but I, 
I had to bail. I mean, I had to get to sleep. So hopefully America wasn't like me. You need some night-night. So then it aired once in the wee hours of the night and never aired again? Hey, that's the great thing about our show. If you find it, you'll like it. It's like a special treasure that's, it's that's like nobody else knows about. The Raiders of the Lost Ark of TV shows. Right, right. Uh, there's, a, there's a Nazi after you. <laughs> there's a giant boulder coming after you in the background. And you're looking for a show at the same time. So it makes it fun. People's faces are getting melted. Oh, that scene. And then first when it burns into his hand, oh, man. that medallion. Yeah. Always, that, that medallion burning into the hand has always stayed with me. And then in the, uh, the thing getting pulled out of Ricardo Montalban's ear. Oh, and Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. No, it wasn't uh, Montalban. It was, uh, wasn't it Chekhov? Wasn't it Chekhov's ear? Was it? I thought it was Ricardo, huh? Mont- Montalban was Khan. And then in Total Recall, Total Recall, the thing coming yes. out of Arnold's Yes, oh, nose. God. Yeah, that was nasty. Did anyone watch that Total Recall sequel? Or not sequel, uh, remake? With, um, who was in it? Uh, Colin Farrell. That's right, Bobby. Colin Farrell and Jessica Biel. I will never watch that, just like you'll never watch The Night. Perfect. I, I think we should compile a list of films we will never see. I, that's a long list. Will you go see this new Captain Fantastic or whatever? The, oh, Doctor Strange? Yeah, I was close. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like how, though, I knew exactly what you were talking about? Yeah. Um, the answer is I wasn't going to. I'm, not, I'm glad you brought this up, Dan. This movie is getting really good reviews. And apparently has the best CGI of any movie ever. Like, everyone's raving about the effects in this film. And those people haven't seen Pixels. Yeah, that's true. Pixels was pretty strong, Peter Dinklage. But even more than that, Dan, I saw a ranking on Variety magazine, the top Marvel movies of the new Marvel era with the Captain America and the Avengers and such and the Iron Mans. They had Doctor Strange at number two. After Guardians of the Galaxy. So maybe we'll all go see it together? Cumberbatch? That sounds like a movie ripe for a tiny airplane screen. Yeah, that's true. That would be a good airplane movie. (laughs) Where you could really appreciate all those effects. (laughs) Hey, um, did we announce the Peter Schrager's big news last week? I think we can can officially announce it now because we said it on the I don't think we could have. I don't think it might have. Have, maybe it didn't happen quite. Peter Schrager's a dad. Peter Schrager's a dad. Our NFL insider. Halloween. Halloween. There you go. Peter Schrager's a dad. Peter Schrager, who appears on this podcast all the time. Make mm-hmm. sure you send him your love. Yes, please he is, do. Uh, he's the proud pop of a little baby boy. Little baby boy. Uh, little Mel Schrager. Very exciting for. Do you think uh, that he, kid's already uh, down in iced coffees? Oh, God, yeah. Iced coffees, sure. uh, iced teas. Yeah, sweaters. Uh, angry at uh, at liberals in this country. <laughs> the first thing that child says, I hope, is the the bit that we always play on this podcast. Peter spouting off old nineteen eighty oh, NHL names. All the goalies. Yeah. Bill Ranford. <laughs> Chris Terreri. <laughs> Corey Schwab. Corey Hirsch. <laughs> Yeah, that kid. That kid's going to know all the backups. Uh, okay, so Schrager, yeah, we went to Russia with him. Our other Russia buddy, Chris Chelios, front and center at Game 7 of the World Series yeah. last night with Ed, Ed Ved? Sitting Ed, Ed Vedder. Ed Ved. 
Uh, him and Ed Vetter. Added? What team was Eddie Vetter cheering for? I never, no one ever made that clear to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Cubs, was it, Bobby? Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm. I will say this, though. For, forget Eddie Vetter and Chris Chelios. The thing that was most amazing to me was, okay, also, right behind Theo Epstein, right behind home plate, um, longtime Chicago sports fan, Chicago native, John Cusack. Everyone yeah. loves Cusack. Great actor. Sitting next to him, Fox Sports. I want to make sure I get his title right. I don't think I am, so I apologize to him. He is the CFO of Fox Sports, just under the president, Eric Shanks, Larry Jones. He was an older man, white hair, very well-dressed. Handsome, older gentleman, shock of white hair. And he and Cusack were chatting each other up all night. I mean, they were talking each other's ear off. I thought they, were, they might kiss it at one point. I always love the, because we've seen him at UFC events before. Larry. Larry, yeah. Not John. So Larry, he always has the look of like, he's just, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah, yeah. What? I, I can't believe I work in this business. <laughs> yeah. And the best thing about Larry is he signed off, well, he signs off on everything financially. I mean, he's the money guy here. So he signed off on our contract. So what we needed last night, and we said this, um, not on the show, but to each other, we needed someone to be texting Cusack to, yeah. him to sign us. Hey, Cusack. Uh, do us a little favor. You got nothing to do. You haven't made a movie since Say Anything in 89. Cusack would be like reading the text. Hey, Larry, you hear of that? I really like that Jay and Don show. Yeah. It's great. That's the thing. I'd be genuinely concerned <laughs> that he would not, even though he approved our contracts, would not actually know who we were. <laughs> nah, thank you. Ah, maybe. Uh, wishful thinking, I guess. Um, but yeah, what a what a game. God, it was fantastic. You didn't want it to end. You know, when people talk about baseball being a regional sport and baseball dying and this and that, 40 million viewers, that's got to that's gotta put that talk to, to bed a little bit, doesn't it? Got to silence that Baseball talk made a resurgence this year. I'm, I'm saying that. It's, yeah, I think a little bit. And little it's bit. going to continue doing that because I don't care what you say about the NFL. When you watch an NFL game, every time... Someone gets tackled, you're like, oh, God, I hope his head's yeah, okay. Yeah, you're terrified. Oh, is his head okay? Yeah. Oh, my God, is his head Boy, okay? Boy, good thing Peter Schrager's not on this podcast right now. He'd be upset. Yeah, but in baseball, you're like, never saying that. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, well, they're, they're going out of their way to protect the players. You know, no more uh, home plate collisions and things like that. They're going out of their way to try to protect the players. Yeah. Football. And also, I How was... about we just change it to flag football? Just instantly, just overnight. No more tackling. <laughs> So this coming Sunday. This coming Sunday, everyone got a little flag dangling out of their pants. You grab that flag, boom, that's the end of the play. I mean, you're yes. welcome, Raj yeah. Goodell. Yeah, Roger Goodell. We just solved all your concussion problems instantly. Flag football. And here's another thing. The flags could have sponsor logos on them. Right? So you, there could, you, go. you could sponsor the, the flags. Um and, uh, yeah, overall, I just think we just solved all the problems in the, in the NFL. Boom. One of the other things about the World Series, I was talking to C.J. Nitkowski, one of our baseball insiders. He's been on this podcast. Uh, played in the majors for, what, 11 years? Uh, he's, uh, I said, did this lead the World Series in modern memory of number of baseball players still doing chew? And he says, yes, I think. Yeah. Because oh, this, this particular World this, Series. Yeah. And the managers. Or yeah. one of the managers, anyway. Chew. It's still there. Still dipping. Everybody's still dipping. It's still happening. Um, 
our, our guest, Bobby Roode, coming up in eight minutes. He'll be calling in. I can't, I didn't tell you what his first wrestling name is. I can't wait till you hear it. Oh. It is unreal. Oh, I can't wait for that either. We've never, have we ever had a wrestler on? This is the first wrestler. And we don't have the Canadian Wall of Fame, but we'll be putting him on it. Absolutely. He's got to be on there. He's in the NXT. He's NXT. That's right. He, so if you're wondering, okay, how popular is he and stuff? So he was the, the fight just below the main card. So that means you're a big deal. Dan O'Toole, <laughs> wrestling analysis. Well, because if he's like, if the event starts at 7.30 and he's in the ring at 7.32, you're like, oh, okay. Yikes. Good thing I showed up on time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dan, I will say this. Uh, our podcast is brought to you by our friends at Athletes Collective. Uh, Athletes Collective offers premium sportswear at an affordable price Without the logos. Yeah, their products cost 30 to 40% less than the major brands with the same high-quality technical fabrics. Why pay more for major brands and feel like a walking advertisement when you can pay way less and get the same quality performance? Athletes Collective is made in Canada, designed and manufactured in Toronto. Free shipping and returns across the U.S. and Canada. 100% satisfaction guarantee. I, I wear it to the gym. If I don't, if I'm not wearing it, I walk in, people are like, you look like garbage. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, you look like a walking advertisement, you piece of shit. Yeah, and then I walk in, it's like, holy shit, where'd you get that? I'm yeah. like, Athletes Collective. Yeah, when I go to my, uh, my weekly yoga class with all those West Side MILFs, I walk <laughs> in and I, put, I walk in with my Athletes Collective uh, just, just the shorts. No, nothing on top. I like to go shirtless. I like to oil myself down. And uh, the ladies are like, "Whoa, uh, you've taken something off the top. Maybe take something off the bottom and give it to me, because that looks like a beautiful garment." That's what happens. Call to action. Call to action. I don't think that's what's. Call to action. <laughs> go to athletescollective.com and use the promo code FOXSPORTS at checkout to receive 15% off your first order. That's athletescollective.com, promo code FOXSPORTS. All one word, athletescollective.com, promo code FOXSPORTS. You'd be amazing doing like a live read of a movie script and you would read like all the lighting cues. And... <laughs> but I've never seen that call to action. So that wasn't supposed to be in there. <laughs> okay, that's another Ben screw up. Where is Ben today? Uh, Ben's got an appointment, I think. Uh, he's finally getting it removed? He's finally getting it removed. His peen. <laughs> His wiener. Hey, okay, we talked about this the other day. I don't know when it actually happened live because I DVR, but uh, Martin Short and Steve Martin were on Jimmy Fallon the other night. I could watch Martin Short appear on late night talk shows for okay. the rest of my life and not watching else, nothing else and be happy. Totally agree. It was weird, too, because he had a talk show in the afternoon at one point, and it didn't work, and I still can't figure out why. Maybe I some think, people are just destined to be guests. Yeah, he's perfect guest. Yeah. Oh, man. He's, he saved SNL. That was when SNL was in the doldrums, and he came in, him, Christopher Guest, Billy Crystal, they saved it. That's Bill Crystals. Bill, sorry, Bill Crystals. I mispronounced his name. Bill Crystals. And, uh, yeah, he's just the best. We love that guy. Still he's been believe, on this show. I still can't believe he was on this podcast. It blows my mind. I wish he had been in this incarnation of the TV show because he was on our big set before. Right. He would make fun of us. Well, he did before, but he'd ridicule us more mercilessly. Yeah, he just made fun of Steve Martin the entire time he was on Fallon. Yeah. Great guy. 
Can we, uh, oh, we're going to call Bobby? Is that the plan? Bobby's calling in. He's calling in? Yeah. So can we get to the mailbag? I'd like to just read a couple of, because uh, Rich has some some cool, I think you sent out for some, some questions on the Twitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, Rich, here we go. I like this. This one's from Chunky Chow, at Chunky Chow. Uh, Jay and Dan, how's the Movember going? Are you participating? This is a good question. We might as well just get the elephant in the room taken care of right now. Yeah, we aren't doing it this year. We're just taking the year off. We did it, I think, four years in a row. Yeah, we did it a few years in a row. It was a huge part of the show. And you're in the bonding stage with your daughter. You don't want to terrify her. Yeah, right, exactly. There you go. Yeah, so so we're giving uh, other people a chance to sort of take the, the ball and run with it. I will say it still remains, and I'm not sure why, Uh, A much bigger deal in Canada than it does in the United States. I'm not seeing anyone grow mustaches down here other than Dave Wanstead, and he just always has one. Speaking of taking the ball and running with it, know who did not take the ball and run with it? George Peros was supposed to send us a picture every month to put on the Canadian Wall of Fame. He sent us one. One. Because he won the bet last year. You know, maybe that was just enough for him. That was enough (laughs) satisfaction to just get one picture in. And it was of Carey Price with uh, a belt on. Like a championship belt. Weird. Uh, Jordan Slade has this question. Bods, can you do a Paqui Tortillas Carolina Reaper one-chip challenge one day? What? 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 What is that? So Carolina Reaper, the spiciest pepper in the world. No. And so Paqui Tortillas apparently make these Carolina Reaper chips. Yeah, chips or something. No, we did. I would love to try that. We did those extremely hot wings in Saskatchewan. Oh. God, near Kyle. I ever made at the the White Bear Inn, the White Bear Hotel, White Bear Hotel, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> there's a hotel with a restaurant, and they've got the hottest wings on earth. I, I thought I was gonna die. Yeah, it was, it was actually insane. What's coming in or going out? It was. No, it's just like you can't. It's just your face is on fire. You're yeah. breathing in fire. You can't. It won't end. No, it, it was. It was the worst thing I've ever experienced in terms of heat. Delicious uh, wings. Uh, the other wings were delicious. Remember it was for sale? Yeah, did anyone ever buy it? Oh, yeah, it's purchased, and I think it's thriving. But we had a chance to buy it. We could have a thriving wing business in the middle of the prairies, and we blew it big time. (laughs) This is from Nick Lind. When are you boys coming out to Halifax for a trip to the Lower Deck and a rip to Ralph's? Hey, if anyone... Love the uh, Lower Deck. If anyone wants to invite us out, we're there. Oh, yeah. We'll come out anytime. I haven't been out east in forever. Yeah, I haven't been to the fax for a long time. Uh, I think the last time I might have been there was with you after that uh, dinner we were talking about, that one with Jerry D. That was like six years ago. I don't remember being there after that. What the hell? We need to go back. Yeah, I remember going to the lower deck after that. Yep. What a great place. Uh, Low ceilings. And then we went and got some uh, gyros, didn't we? Yeah, probably a pizza corner. Yeah. I think I don't think that exists anymore. Okay. But can a corner get wiped out? <laughs> Someone drop a bomb on it? Uh, this is from S Loeb 21. Will yesterday's game seven make the World Series 2016 go down as one of the best World Series of all time? Yes, I think so. 100%. The greatest game seven of all time. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the series itself, in general, just the lead up to it, there was no bigger. I think I'm stealing that from someone, but someone said maybe it wasn't the best series, but the there was no better lead up. Though two teams that had a combined history of futility like these two teams. And the fact that the Cubs came back from three down, uh, three one down. Uh, At, every storyline was there. Uh, Maple Syrup Shots, a longtime fan of the podcast, has his own podcast. Yep. 
I believe Patrick Muldowney and Mike Botticello have appeared on it. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I love this question. Who would win in a fight? Bruno Jerusi from Beachcombers or Steven Yan from Walk With Yan? I think the answer is Jerusi. Oh, Jerusi would beat any other human. He was like built like a truck. Yeah. He, he had like a been, barrel chest. He could have beat Iron Mike Sharp. Yeah, he probably could have. And, uh, and I think probably had a hairy back too. I still, uh, whenever I think of the Beachcombers, I think of the last time I watched it, they had to uh, they had to paint the floor of the community center. The person doing it painted themselves literally into a corner. Yeah, that's that happens. So I'm like, ah, jeez, yeah. how are they going to get out of that? That's a quirky predicament. <laughs> Wonder if they're still there. And then Relic was probably at the window, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh. yeah. Wait, well, he's not like jerking off. Come on, yeah. Relic would not. In today's day and age, Relic would not be allowed a, a school ground. Yeah, that's true. Near, near a man living on a boat with a, nothing more than a toque. <laughs> uh, Dale Hunter's Helmet. What a great Twitter handle. At Hunter's Helmet, the old Jofa. Have you found an expat Canadian bar in L.A. like the Maple Leaf in London? Hashtag Littlest Hobo. That's a good question. Kind of down in Redondo Beach, right? Uh, sorry, I was trying to make sure Bobby hadn't texted because it's time for him to call. I didn't hear the question. Hey, great job by Dan there. <laughs> this is from at Dale Hunter's Helmet, at Hunter's Helmet. Have you found an expat Canadian bar in L.A.? Oh, right. Like the Maple Leaf in London, hashtag Littlest Hobo. And the answer is yes. What's that bar in Redondo? It's not called? even a bar, though. It's a, it's a diner, essentially. It's the Redondo Beach Cafe. But they do serve uh, Canadian beer and they serve... Uh, Putin, and they serve uh, Montreal smoked meat sandwiches. And you can go there for things like Thanksgiving, Canadian And Thanksgiving. they have Nanaimo bars. They have Nanaimo bars, and they'll play. And uh, which, uh, I forget his name, former CFLer owns it. Yeah, Pete and his brother. Played for the Blue Bombers. Um, so yeah, kind of. But that doesn't mean we couldn't open one up in like Hollywood or something like that. That'd be cool, right? Uh, yeah, we'll just... Uh... Uh, Let's call Larry Jones. He's he's in a good mood after spending the whole night with Cusack. Oh, for sure. Right? So let's do that. Do you think they went and partied after? Big time. They went out in the cleave to the flats, clubbing in the flats. Rich, you know all about that. You're always million times um, out clubbing. I just want to make sure I get the brothers' names right. Uh, yeah, it is Chris and his brother, Costa, that run the Redondo Beach Cafe. There you I go. Like, okay. Uh, it's, uh, you know what I think it's time for. Oh, here we go. Please welcome to the podcast, Bobby Ruth. Bobby, you there? I am here. How are you? Hey, Bobby. How you doing? I'm fantastic. How about yourself? Okay. We, we are awesome. First off, we got to start with the song because when we first told people here that you were coming on, they said, oh my God, oh my God, he's got the best entrance music of all time. Please tell us where the hell that song came from. There is a long, uh, a long story behind that song, uh, so to speak. That song is actually uh, the second song that I had. Um, the original song... Uh, wasn't anything even close to what you're listening to right now. Um, so when I when I started with WWE, we had an idea for a song. There was five songs I got to choose from. I chose one, uh, 
and the the person that's in charge of all the music at WWE also liked the song that I chose. Um, but the character that they had in mind for me to portray, um, they felt that the song kind of didn't fit. So they had this song, this glorious song, uh, kind of just laying around. They made it for somebody else, and they didn't end up using it, so it was kind of in their archives. And they thought maybe it would fit me, and I listened to it. And, you know, at the time, it was, like, kind of catchy, I guess, you know? And I thought, why not? So we gave it a whirl, and thank God I did, because uh, that song has um, has changed a lot in my life so so far okay we w- put us in that room where you change a song i thought how it worked was you like i kind of like this song maybe they'll let me enter to this so you you sit in like a, a recording booth or a, or a sound stage and you just listen to a bunch of music and then pick one well no actually i was uh i originally was sent uh through email some songs to choose from uh the glorious song actually uh i listened to uh before a television taping at ringside um, and it was just kind of put these headphones on, listen to the song, tell me what you think, and that's how it was done. Wow, that is yeah. so cool! And yeah. who who makes that song? Like who plays it? Just a generic artist? Um, it's a uh, CF official, I believe, is, is the group that 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 does it. I met them in Brooklyn. Uh, really great guys and super talented guys. They're, they've done a lot of music actually lately for WWE. So. Uh, you know what? I'm really fortunate to to, to have that song, and it, it's been uh, it's been fun just to just to come out to it and 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 to listen to everybody's uh, response every time I come out. I have to admit, so I I'd never seen you you wrestle live. We were both from the same hometown, Peterborough, Ontario. Uh, went to the event. You uh, lined up tickets uh, for me and my lady yep. friend, and uh, to see someone you know enter a ring and everyone is singing the song, and <laughs> it is. And you're supposed to be a heel. Yeah. Like, yeah. It must, well, does it I, still give heel, you chills song, when you song, enter the, the ring like that? What's that? Does it still give you chills? It's it's a pretty incredible feeling. You know, it's uh, it's a pretty incredible feeling from the you know my debut in Brooklyn back uh, you know back in August. Um, you know, I'm I'm in a in the Barclays uh, Barclays Center, fifteen thousand people sold out, and every single one of them singing my song uh, during my entrance set that was a real eye opener for me. And then since then, you know, traveling around like in, in LA, like you saw the other night, it's, it's the same everywhere I go. It's, it's pretty incredible. So how much bigger is the operation that you are with now? Because you said it's been an unbelievable year for you. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's been, it's been an incredible experience. You know, WWE is obviously, you know, uh, the be all end all of sports entertainment. And right. It has been that way for years. And, and, and now to, you know, I've kind of been on the outside looking in, of course, still in the business. You know, I've been in the business for, you know, 16 years now. And, uh, you know, I've been with WWE since since May. And, uh, you know, it's 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 been a real eye-opener. It's been a lot of fun. It's, it's better than I ever expected. Um, I went there just, you know, hoping for an opportunity. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've loved every minute of it. So, uh, Bobby, did a little research, and I haven't told uh, Jay the answer of this yet. What was your first ring name when you entered the ring as a pro? Oh, my gosh. My first ever ring name uh, back in 1998 was none other than Total Lee Awesome. That is amazing. <laughs> Total that is amazing. Lee Awesome. Yeah. Oh, you can take it, Jay, you can take it if you like. Why would it's you not, give that up, it, Bobby? It, it's not trademarked. It's all yours. <laughs> I might have to do that. I might have to jump on Twitter and grab that right now. <laughs> I think it's a perfect fit. 
Um, what is it like? So now you're on the NXT roster, and TNA alumnus have had success on SmackDown. Samoa Joe, Eric Young, AJ Styles. Is that encouraging for you, Bobby? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, obviously AJ is the guy that's on SmackDown right now and is, is, is the WWE world champion. So that is definitely encouraging. Guys like Samoa Joe, I mean, Eric Young, those are the guys that, you know, and AJ as well, we kind of grew, grew up together, you know, in, in this business. And, um, you know, we're all succeeding at, at, at our own level and, and we're doing really well. And, um, you know, I couldn't be happier for a guy like AJ. I mean, he, he's a... Uh, I've always known, you know, he's one of the best in the world, if not the best. And uh, he's out there proving it every Tuesday night on, on SmackDown. And being a part of uh, WWE NXT with Small Joe and, and, you know, Eric Young and I, we have a long history together. We basically started in this in this business together at the exact same time. You know, we, we traveled through different companies at the exact same time, left different companies at the exact same time. And, and now we're together in WWE. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun story. Bobby, how many times have you you've been talking to a, a complete stranger who doesn't know your job and stuff, and, and they say, oh, so what do you do? And you say, I'm a professional wrestler. And how many times do they say, okay, no, really, what do you do? Um, not as often as you think. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe back in the beginning, I guess it was a little weird, you know. Uh, you know, I think for my, for my son when he went to school and said, you know, my dad's a pro wrestler, I think it may have caught the teacher and the principal off guard a little bit, but... <laughs> You know, being from Peterborough, people, you know, expect you to work at uh, GE or uh, maybe GM, you know, Uh, not professional wrestling, that's for sure. So how did you ever start as a wrestler? Because I don't even know this story. Um, Well, I was a wrestling fan from, you know, from a very, very young age, like six or seven, eight years old. I I went to every wrestling event that there was at the Memorial Center here in Peterborough, uh, front row tickets. I was just, I mean, I was a huge fan. Uh, of course, my first uh, love was always hockey. Um, you know, play hockey my entire life. And of course, like every Canadian's dream was to, to play in the NHL one day. But I Wait, can I stop enough. you for two seconds? Were you yeah. at the uh, Memorial Center event? Because we talked about this, that Coco Beware was at? Oh yeah, I mean Coco was a, was a regular. Okay, Coco so was there's a lot of yeah. We I'm would sure have been in the there. same crowd. Okay, sorry, continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I mean I was a wrestling fan from a very young age. My first love hockey, of course, I played it my entire life. But I found out, you know, I wasn't going to make a career out of hockey, and I always like, you know, I was always athletic, and the, I just I had this love for professional wrestling for whatever reason, and. Um, I became mutual friends with uh, with Sean Morley, who was Val Venus in the WWE, who is a Markham native, but moved to Peterborough, Ennismore, actually. Uh, and uh, we became friends, and he started uh, started training me a little bit, and I caught the bug, and, you know, that was back in 1997. I started training, so here I am today. So you, you've spent most of your career on the TNA roster. Um, weird stuff happening there with, with Billy Corgan now, Bobby. And, um, yeah. It seems like things are sort of in decline there. What's your take on it? Why? why uh, because it was going so well for TNA there for a while. What, what do you think is, has been the reason for its decline, so to speak? You know, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I can't really have anything. I don't really have anything negative to say about the company. I just... I spent, uh, you know, a little over 12 years there, and they treated me really well. Um, but near the end, uh, you know, I started to, you know, I was, like I said earlier, I was just very passionate about pro wrestling and sports entertainment. And I just got to a, a time in that company where I just, I, I lost my passion for it. And I didn't, I wasn't having fun. And I, I believe that there was some, some money troubles there. And, you know, 
we were doing really well there. I mean, TNA was was doing live events, and we were traveling around, and you know, I was in the thick of all of it. And then all of a sudden, it just stopped, and it really just became a TV company where we would go and would they'd shoot TV, uh, you know, once a month. And my schedule was great. You know what I mean? I the, the, people think I'm crazy when I say this, but the schedule was very light. I was making really good money, but I just wasn't happy. You know, it wasn't what I got into this business for, and I wanted to to travel. I wanted to work in front of big crowds and I wanted to be on a big stage. And, you know, the only place to do that now is in WWE. And I'm very fortunate for the opportunity. So SmackDown or Raw, if you could choose a path for yourself. Honestly, the, it, it doesn't really matter to me. I, I, you know, NXT is, uh, you know, dare I say, I mean, I'm not the only one. So NXT is, is the hottest brand under the WWE umbrella right now. Um, you know, it's, you can see it on the WWE Network every Wednesday night. We're doing takeover events that are, they're huge. I mean, in August, we had our takeover, our last takeover event at the Barclays Center, at the Barclays Arena there, and sold out. You know, we got one coming up in a couple of weeks at the Air Canada Center in Toronto, and it's almost sold out. I mean, we're wow. talking like 15,000, 16,000 people Amazing. for this, for NXT. Uh, I mean, Dan, you were in, in Los Angeles there at, at the, the Palladium, and it was sold out to the rafters. I mean, it's yeah, just, they sold I mean, it out in five minutes. I heard. Yeah, and it, it's it's incredible, and it's it's a it's a hot brand, and I'm having I'm having a blast in NXT, and you know wherever this path takes me, I'm going to be happy. Whether it's Raw, whether it's SmackDown, or whether I stay at NXT, I'm just uh, I'm just doing my thing, and I've only I've only been here five six months, so um, I'm I'm just uh, I'm just happy doing what I'm doing. So at the opposite end of the spectrum. At the opposite end of the yep. spectrum, you mentioned all these massive crowds. Uh, Jay yep. grew up watching Stampede Wrestling. I saw Stampede Wrestling when I worked up in Fort McMurray, and there was about 50 people in the crowd when it came to town. So when you first were getting out there, what was the smallest crowd you ever performed for? Okay, I got one for you. Okay, <laughs> so this was in downtown Toronto. I'm going to say this. I, didn't, I can't remember the year. Uh, I know that it was... Uh, uh, the, it was in, I want to say, no, it was May, definitely May because it was Mother's Day. So it was a Sunday afternoon in a bar, uh, Mother's Day, uh, the Leafs were playing, uh, I believe, uh, the Blue Jays were playing and there was, I think we counted 11 heads in the crowd. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. And, and yeah. You, it, it, I mean, 11 is, I mean, there's small crowds and then there's 11. <laughs> like, that's like a nice yeah. dinner. Yeah. Yeah, that is. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was definitely weird. Uh, but, uh, you know what? It was, it was wrestling and everybody that was on the card was just there to, to, to wrestle because we all love doing it. So, I mean, and that's not, I mean, that's just an example. I mean, that goes on everywhere. Trust me. Exactly. Um, Vince, have you had a chance to, to meet Vince uh, or the McMahon family. I'd love to get your take on, on them and, and what they're all about. Um, I've never had an opportunity to meet Vince yet, um, but I've met Stephanie. Stephanie is, uh, is very, very nice. And of course I work, uh, I work for triple H. So, um, and him and I have got a really good relationship. He's a, he's been great to work for and very, uh, very open and, and just, uh, you know, Anything I need, and at any time I can I can text them, I can talk to them. Um, just very open, and it's just been a, a really good experience so far. Bobby, um, you are the first wrestler we've ever ever had on our podcast, but we do have a wrestler on our Canadian Wall of Fame who you are also joining. So you're going on our Canadian nice. Wall of Fame, by the way. Iron Mike Sharp. Did you ever meet Iron Mike Sharp? He's on our wall. 
No, but I loved Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> I, uh, I really did. I mean, uh, people talk about, like the guys I, you know, I work with now, I always talk about Cowboy Bob Orton who had the cast on his hand forever. You know yep. what I mean? But yep. the, the, the original, the original guy was, was Iron Mike Sharp. He had that cast on for at least 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And uh, Hamilton on Terry from the Hammer. That's you know? right. And just, uh, you know, just one of those rugged, you know, he was a, a, a pro wrestler's pro wrestler. And uh, yeah, I loved him. He had the old patented... Yeah, stomp and the ah. Oh yeah, doesn't get ah. any better than that. <laughs> uh, any of uh, the WWE greats uh, that you've met along your travels, like uh, Coco Beware, King Kong Bundy, or any of those guys? <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever met Coco Beware. Uh, I did a show back when I first started early in my career with uh, King Kong Bundy. Um, so it's been years since I saw him. Um, but I've had an opportunity, I mean, just being in the WWE, I've had an opportunity to meet a lot of a lot of people that I never thought I'd get a chance to meet. I've, you know, I've had uh, in-depth conversations with Shawn Michaels and had an opportunity to, to meet The Undertaker and had a conversation and, and, and spoke to Steve Austin and Paul Heyman and guys like that. So, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of big names and a lot of guys that I, I grew up with so to speak, in this business, watching and, and, you know, a lot of tape that I used to study and, and, and stuff like that. So it's been, it's been really cool. How many days a year are you on the road? It varies. I mean, NXT, uh, NXT schedule isn't as heavy as a Raw or SmackDown, but it's, it's, it's picking up. I mean, we're, uh, we just finished our five-day loop in, in California. Um, you know, we're gearing up for our takeover event. Uh, in Toronto on November 19th. And, uh, you know, that week we're doing Madison Square Garden, the theater at Madison Square Garden on the Wednesday night. We go to Boston on the Thursday. We travel to Toronto Friday. Uh, and then we light up uh, the ACC uh, Saturday night with TakeOver. And then we do a TV taping uh, in Ottawa at the Canadian Tire Centre before SmackDown on the Tuesday. Uh, we have a week off. We fly to Orlando to tape TV. And then I am off to Japan, New Zealand, and Australia. Wow. Uh, so I leave the 29th and come back the 18th of December, I believe. So holy it's, it's crap! Like, it, it's a it's a it's a pretty good schedule. Oh my goodness! Uh, and where are you calling home now? Yeah, good question. The borough. You, you what? You're still what? in the still in the Peter Patch? <sighs> Sitting at the Evanwood Center right now, waiting for a hockey practice. At the holy end. crap! I didn't know that. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Well, yeah. looks like some people didn't forget where they came from, unlike a certain sportscaster I'm sitting next hey, to. Hey, whoa, I'm in the yeah. patch once a month. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby, guess who I'm meeting up with tonight? Oh, my. Steve Webb. <laughs> who? Steve Webb? Steve Webb is in town. He's Webby. in L.A. Nice. Yeah, I saw Webby. Uh, well, I, I, I saw him in Peterborough not too long ago. I guess it was last year. I saw him possibly uh, at a hockey arena, and then I saw him uh, in Long Island. He lives in Long Island, I believe, and I was down That's there right. for a lacrosse tournament. So. Uh, Jay got to, to know him quite well because he was over in Russia with us at the Olympics. And oh, nice. uh, Steve, yeah. Steve spent uh, about, he came over about every night for a week to our hotel, and then we never saw him again. Yeah, yeah, He's that like, was I, yeah. I don't want to see you guys again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We were too much like, for Webby. Sounds like Webby. It sounds like Webby. <laughs> uh, Bobby, this has been awesome chatting with you, and uh, and we wish you the continued success with NXT and wherever uh, wherever uh, your career takes you. And um, 
And uh, yeah, just keep on representing the Peter Patch. Uh, uh, one person is really representing the Peter Patch well on this podcast, and it's you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, pr- I appreciate that. I do. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Bobby. Bobby, you're awesome. Thanks, buddy. See you, guys. That's Bobby Roode. Good guy. Yeah, that is a good tune. The more you hear it, the more you love it. Oh, the crowd just went nuts as soon as they heard the opening piano. Yeah, okay, so let's dive into that. So that band, they're playing that, knowing that it's just going to be for... I'm for sure they're a, well a compensated. You know? Oh, I know. You know, that's a pretty cool uh, It's a pretty cool gig when you think about it. You know, you could have fun with it. Um, I just, I love the song. It makes me want to go out and wrestle. <laughs> oh, we've got a couple of uh, things. Out. You know, it also makes me want to go out and get a, a mortgage from Quicken Loans. <laughs> Uh, because Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports the Jay and Dan podcast. Rocket Mortgage, bringing the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Fast, powerful, completely online. Rocket Mortgage has taken the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Hate searching through stacks of old files and paperwork. Rocket Mortgage can easily share bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of a button, helping you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. Even better with Rocket Mortgage. You can do all of this on your phone or tablet. It's a quick online process that you can manage from the convenience of your cooch. Couch. So if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, Rocket Mortgage, quickenloans.com slash J. That's quickenloans.com slash J. J pays the mortgage. Quickenloans.com slash J. I just realized neither of us has a mortgage right now. We are not homeowners. We are, <laughs> we are transient. Yeah. Uh, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Rich, sometimes you get us deals on these sponsors. Can we get a deal on a mortgage? Well, I don't have one. Maybe uh, maybe when Larry Jones uh, re-signs us for 10 more years after being in such a good mood about hanging out with Cusack and the Cleveland. And that Game 7, I uh, heard uh, ads were going for Mucho. Fox made some nice scratch. Super Bowl coming up? Yeah, Super Bowl coming up. They're going to be cashing in there. And we're going to the Super Bowl. Yes. I don't know if we've announced that on the podcast, but we will be at the Super Bowl this year in Houston. Uh so uh, we're going to be doing our show sometime in the afternoon. I, I can't wait, though, because at these events, there are media hotels, and then there are media hotels. So if you're part of the big crew, <laughs> you walk to the stadium from your hotel. If you're not, you're in two counties over. Right, right. We could be in Fort Worth or something. <laughs> yeah. We could be staying in Dallas and driving. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. We're good with that. Hey, we're just happy to be included. That's like at the Olympics, because uh, at the Vancouver Olympics, you were working for CTV. You stayed right downtown. I was in Richmond, and if you know yes. Vancouver, uh, I had to take a train every day. Good Chinese food out there, though. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I slept, got on train, work. Home after the Roxy. You had like, such a good, yeah, exactly. You got to go to the Roxy every night. I, when you were at the Roxy, I had to go into work. I know. It was dumb. <laughs> Remember, we'll never forget passing Dave Randorf on the streets of Vancouver, arm in arm with his lady friend. His grin on his face had just come from a delicious meal at the Cactus Club, and I was going to work. I wanted to punch him right in the <laughs> face, right in his little face. I wanted to punch him. We got to get Randorf back. Has he ever been on the podcast? 
Hmm, good question. We should get Rambo on the podcast. Love that guy. Yeah, ran into him not long ago at the Air Canada Lounge here in LAX as he's doing all the play-by-plays for the Hockey Nights and the Canadas. Easy name driver. Yeah, that's how I do it. Uh, here's a question for you, Dan. And I know the answer. I think we know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask you anyway. That's right, Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas doing an ad here. Oh, they were this making is the fun of this. Eugenics. Yeah. They were, the, Frank Thomas right now is doing an ad on a network uh, for what is it for cryogenics or it's newgenics. Newgenics. He's so, so they, upset. Were, were they gonna... making fun of him on the post game show? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was for this. I think it might have been for a different ad he was doing. Man, he's a big boy. Yeah, I, I have to ask him. Oh, we won't see him for a year now. I know, gonna miss him. Okay, sorry. Uh, here's a good question. What were you saying? Oh, have you ever lost or thought you lost your phone? Yep. How many times has that happened to you, Dan? No, I've, I'm taking better care of my phone these days. I have not even come close to lose, losing it. Stan's still working great. Okay, but how awful was it when you did lose your phone? Eh. It was pretty bad, wasn't it? Yep. You thought your identity was going to be stolen. It might still have been. Well, if you're like me. Because I didn't wipe that phone. Yeah, right? So someone's got your identity right now. I hope they're doing better with it than I am. Well, had you just got an identity guard... Uh, you would have been fine because identity thieves know that your life is on your phone and that lost phone can wind up in the hands of an identity thief. It can be the beginning of a disaster financially, emotionally, even physically. It could take years to unwind. That's when you can help protect yourself with Identity Guard. With Identity Guard, you get protection from a company that's been in this business for over 20 years. One that's helped protect more than 47 million people. Identity Guard continuously monitors millions of transactions and articles and sends you the news, tools, and guidance you need to minimize your risk. Plus, if you were to become the victim of identity theft like Dan here, Identity Guard's victim recovery specialists will be there to help you through the recovery process. Identity Guard even offers identity theft insurance and coverage up to a million dollars. So get the identity theft protection service that's right for you. Visit IdentityGuard at IdentityGuard.com slash podcast. That's IdentityGuard.com slash podcast. Well, that's the podcast. I have to say this was a fun one. Uh, hanging out in the, in the studio. Uh, Mickey slept. Uh, Bobby rested. Uh, a rich did all the work while Ben was off getting his penis removed. Uh, if you want to contact our guest for today, Real Bobby Rude is his Twitter handle. So that's Real Bobby and then R O O D E. That's his real name. And uh, don't even uh, what was what's my new wrestling name? Totally awesome. Totally awesome. Totally awesome. Don't even think about grabbing that. That's my new Twitter handle. Or you can get me at at Jayon. You can get Rich at uh, Rich underscore Cook, C-O-O-K-E. And you can just uh, tweet us at the Jay and Dan podcast. Uh, give us your thoughts. And uh, you know what we've never asked for? People, you should suggest who you want to hear us talk to on the podcast. We've yeah, that's an excellent point. Send that in. Yeah, send that, send that to, to us at at Jay and Dan. Who do you want us to have on the podcast? Great question. Great idea. So that's what we'll do next time. That's uh, podcast 132. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and have a terrific week. Oh, I should play it one more time. Do it. Okay, because, yeah, they own this. No one, you can get this on, uh, if you're looking for the song, just type in Bobby Rude on Spotify or anywhere. This one's for Mickey, Stagehand. Oh, Mickey just kicked Dan in the ball. That's an appropriate way to end this. See you next week. See you next week.
What is happening?